You're listening to the Human Business Narrative Podcast with your host, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Eastern European, Ivan Tamilkov. Yo, what's up, you lovely humans? My name is Ivan Tamilkov, digital practitioner, human evangelist, and startup founder of RazorSharpDigital.com. We help companies become more human and reach their customers faster using omni-channel marketing approach. Thank you for tuning into episode 16 of the Human Business Narrative podcast with today's special guest, Irvin Lois from the Colombian Coffee Connection. If you're a first-time listener, thank you for downloading my podcast. I am truly humbled and most grateful to you for spending the time in doing so. This is a podcast where we discuss human business, human centricity, entrepreneurship, digital marketing, social media, and special guests and industry experts share their compelling stories for business growth. The one major key takeaway that you should be extracting from each episode is the importance of human centricity in entrepreneurship, business, and marketing in today's modern digital world. Before I forget, head on over to bit.ly forward slash human business to download your free copy on five essentials of strategic human marketing, a great resource to have in your marketing arsenal and to reflect upon. If you would like to be a guest on this podcast, please send me an email to Ivan at RazorSharpDigital.com or you can tweet at me at HBN podcast guys i am very very excited to announce that this is the first yes the very first podcast episode that includes not one not two but three guests that's right we have Irvin from columbia coffee connection who is the owner of the company and his uh, business partner, uh, John and Tara, who are also uh, joining us on the podcast as well. This was a very, very cool conversation because what was really intriguing to me is how a brand new startup, a coffee company, has infused human business and human centricity in their endeavors and how they are striving to reach their customers using emotional engagement and differentiating themselves from the rest of the competition. So with that being said, uh, I'm not going to blabble too much longer. I'm going to go ahead and turn things over to Irvin and the rest of the crew and let them jam and share the knowledge and share their thoughts on building their company, the Colombian Coffee Connection. Stay tuned. Hello, everyone. This is Ivan Temelkov here on the Human Business Narrative Podcast. And uh, today, I have, for the first time ever on this podcast, three guests that are joining me. Uh, Irvin, John, and Tara, how are you guys? Good, good. Thank you very much. I am Irvin, by the way. Very cool, Irvin. Nice to have you on the podcast. John and Tara, are you guys still there? Okay. Yep, we're here. <laughs> Okay, cool. All right. Well, Irvin, let's start off with, you know, tell us who you are and tell us a little bit about your company and, you know, what enticed you to start 
your company. All right. Well, so I am originally from Colombia. Uh, I am a, a member of the NASA indigenous people of the southwest of Colombia. Mm -hmm. And uh, I arrived here in the U.S. in 2012. Um, before that, I spent two years in Norway doing my high school uh, so when I started, when I when I arrived here in the U.S., I started college and finally graduated this past May with a degree in economics from Luther College in Northeast Iowa. So when I was graduating, um, I was thinking about uh, you know the things that I could do uh, for myself, but also uh, to create impact in the community and to truly bring change to the world so in that thought process um i started doing some research and uh, i knew from before because in colombia i grew up in a in a coffee uh, farm my my father used to be a coffee farmer i knew from before that uh, the region where i grew up uh, produces the best coffee from colombia if you go and do research uh, uh, all of the blogs and websites will tell you go to the Cauca department to the Tierra Adentro mm -hmm. region and that's exactly where I grew up. So then I knew that the coffee was really good and basically what I did is I I did a lot of research. I asked uh, some people around. Uh, I inquired if uh, uh, you know with my friends if they would be willing to buy the coffee and uh, I saw an opportunity in there and saw a way to help the community because the coffee is is underpaid is 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 mm -hmm. I can say grossly underpaid in Colombia so I wanted to make a little bit of a difference in that regard and so that we could pay the farmers more and of course uh, at that moment I contacted uh, my friend and now business partner John Backland who uh, who is also on the line then and, and uh, I had a little bit of a business plan and spreadsheets and all that stuff uh, of course it was a little bit um, scary at first uh, mm -hmm. when I we, we had been in touch with John by then for about three years so he, he wasn't just somebody that I didn't know but um it was still a little bit uh, scary, but anyways, I told him the, the business plan and he went over it and eventually uh, we decided to to sign up for the business and, and that's how we essentially got started uh, importing specialty coffee from Colombia. Yeah, very cool, very cool. So you've been, you mentioned <clears throat> you've been um, in the U.S. since uh, 2012, right? So you've been uh, for about six years uh, in the U.S., is that correct? That's right, yes. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I can totally relate, you know, um, being originally from uh, Eastern Europe as well. So, which was one of the things that was really interesting when me and you connected. The one thing that I was really, really curious about when, when me and you connected on LinkedIn and uh, I found out that you have a, a coffee company is one of the things that was really, really intriguing is the whole human aspect of, of business. So how do you infuse that within the Columbia Coffee Connection? How do you create that emotional engagement with with your customers and well maybe your vendors too right so like i was just saying a moment ago uh the coffee in colombia is is um is underpaid and so basically 
uh, when what we are doing is is we're paying the farmers uh, close to three times more than what everybody else is paying them. Uh -huh. and so when we when we uh, do the do the stories and marketing and all that, what we try to do is to uh, essentially let people know what we are doing because it's it's something that is very honest and very truth. You know, we're not exaggerating anything uh, by any means. So I think that that goes straight to the to our humanity because we have the ability to of empathy when when there is a need on the other side actually we are made to help others so uh, we have we also have a, a humanitarian initiative uh, which uh, we are essentially uh, helping uh, indigenous elders down there in colombia we give, we give 10% of the sales proceeds to uh -huh. the uh, indigenous elders and we help them with whatever needs they have we we helped uh, build a new a new little house for an elder who didn't not he didn't she did not have a house and she was sleeping on a mud floor so she now has uh, mm -hmm. off the off the ground bed and she's got a budget for food too so you know these kind of things that we are doing uh, essentially just always being very honest and uh, very open uh, about uh, you know what is happening and what we are doing i think that is how we are going exactly and connecting with with our humanity with the humanity of of our customers mm -hmm. and the people that are looking i don't know if you john have any any other thoughts on that end yeah you know just to fill in a couple of gaps here ivan you know i i met irvin um i speak at colleges and uh, i'm a i'm just a regular business owner i own a machine shop a micro molding company and a software company mm -hmm. and um i speak at colleges to entrepreneurial courses and management courses and um that's how i met irvin and he was one of the standouts in the room he you know had lots of questions he was interactive uh he really was somebody that wanted something different for himself not he wasn't just going to rest on his college education and his degree to get a job. And sure. um, that, that always intrigued me about him. And sure. uh, when we're talking about paying the farmers, um, you know, three times more, we're, that's because we have the farmers do special processing. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's not that we're walking into a, to a co-op down in Columbia and saying, Hey, we want coffee and we're going to give you three times more because, because we know that, it might not be the best coffee because of the processing and it, and it may not go back to the farmer. So mm -hmm. we cut out the middlemen and we went right to the farmer and, and we want them to be able to improve their lifestyle and be able to hire people to do more work so that the, the master coffee grower can mm -hmm. educate people on what he's doing and how he's making really good coffee. So that's, those are a few little things that, um, mm -hmm that are really great. And I'll tell you what, um, we did the, the first humanitarian initiative before we even made a dollar. So Irvin's talking about building the house for grandma Celia. Mm -hmm. And, um, that was done before we even brought in our first load of coffee. So sure. that really was the foundation of, of how we wanted to do things in Colombia. Well, that's, I think both of you guys just really hit the nail on the head and <clears throat> when it comes to business specifically is I think you just outlined the number one reason why you should get into businesses to help people. And the fact that you outlined the humanitarian initiative is a key example that, you know, the Colombian coffee connection um, has strong, strong foundation, which will attribute to longevity and growth 
in the near and, and long term as well. So I'm glad to hear that, you know, you guys recognize that first and foremost. And the fact that, you know, you directly went to, to the grower and bypassing the middleman, I think was a very smart strategic approach from, from a business, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, because for, in every business model, it seems like there's always a middleman and it just complicates things. It tends to stretch things further. So that's really interesting that you guys mentioned. And, you know, I was just checking out your website too about the humanitarian initiative. So what are you guys doing currently uh, aside from some of the humanitarian initiatives that you mentioned, like, you know, building the house and helping the community and how are you forging, how are you cultivating a community around the brand? Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, uh, where, where do you actually using the, the, um, we can say the traditional ways uh, we're sharing uh, lots of stories uh, through Instagram and through Facebook mm-hmm. uh, and also doing the, the blogging. I think blogging is very important because uh, you know, people want to uh, want to also read and go into details about the things that we do. Uh, and then uh, this uh, past week, because we're also a very new company, uh, you know, we're kind of like also, uh, experimenting with different things and what I am doing right now is I am creating a series of videos so it's not just the blog but also that uh, visual and um, auditory connection so uh, again just sharing the stories uh, letting people know about the things that we're doing I'm also meeting a lot of uh, a lot of new people. I am here in Minneapolis, so I go to different places and uh, meet up with just uh, new new individuals and make connections over there. So when you just you know when you just go to the people and and talk to them and you're honest and they are interested in your story, that's uh, how I think we get to build that community. Uh, so far. Um, you know, the, I, what I can say is that uh, the community is not exactly uh, very strong. It's more like scattered around. But mm-hmm. like a moment ago, it's, it's, we're a very young company. So everything is coming together as we go along and as we grow uh, as well uh, as a company. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very cool. We're on your podcast, Ivan. <laughs> I'm and sorry, say that again. I said, and we're on your podcast. That's how we're getting the word out. Uh, absolutely absolutely you gotta spread spread the word and you know what is since you know we're into the discussion at first i, I nearly forgot to thank you Irving, for sending me that bag of coffee which by the way i still haven't tried so i'm really really excited you know to to dive into that i'm an avid coffee drinker of course being an eastern european how can you not be an avid coffee <laughs> drinker we practically drink like at least three cups of coffee a day the one thing that was really interesting about your company is, is that i think that you're you're doing a lot of disruptive things that at least I haven't seen in any other coffee companies or maybe because I haven't paid strong attention to. For instance, I noticed that you guys have an e-commerce platform uh, on your website where, you know, people can sign up for a coffee subscription and you also offer samplers also of, of your coffee. Now, do you think that's disruptive to the coffee industry or do you think that this is not necessarily a new approach? Um, well, I will say, I will say it's not exactly a new approach, but we want, uh, Oh, by the way, we also have a Patreon. Uh, I also created a Patreon, uh, page uh-huh. so that uh, because there is there is sorry that I, I deviated a little bit in there but uh, there is lots of people who want to support uh, the cause because they, they have seen what what is going on but you know there is different there is people with different budgets 
So then I decided to create the Patreon page so that, uh, you know, people who are also interested can uh, then start supporting the initiative and the company. So that's one thing that we are doing that I think all the coffee companies are not exactly doing, uh, which I will say is slightly different from uh, the regular companies. Uh, but, uh, you know, overall, uh, it seems to me like the, you know, we, we as a company are, are a little bit different than anybody else in that we import the coffee straight from the farmer, uh, we roast it ourselves, and then we sell it. So everything is done in-house. Most other coffee companies are either specialized in just importing or just roasting. So I will say maybe not so much uh, the methods that we used for, for distributing the coffee, uh, but rather the business structure on its own, I think is, mm -hmm. I, I will say is the most uh, unique and, and disruptive part. Sure. We could name it that way. Sure, sure. So and one of the other unique things Ivan I'll mention is that, you know, we, we went to Colombia before we bought our first bag of coffee. And we met with the farmers and we talked with them. We saw their farms and their, their fields. And, um, you know, we really got to know the group and the, the environment that they live in and what was going on. And, and these farmers were very embittered because of the way that they've been treated, even by their own fellow countrymen at the co-ops. Mm -hmm. And they, they did not want to do business with new people, although they wanted to try and find a change. Sure. And, you know, by the time we were done with the meetings, they were very comfortable with us, very happy to work with us. And um, the relationships continue to grow that way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's totally the right approach too, is to do, you know, your market research, you know, go directly to um, the supplier. And that's very smart because you worked on forging those relationships. And that's a key, key ingredient. And one of the things that was really interesting to me when uh, Irvin first reached out to me, you know, we're, we're talking about key differences here, but I'm going to go ahead and ask the question anyway, because um, I think I really want to encapsulate, you know, what is the key difference? So what separates the company from every other? If you were to outline the top three things that, that separates the, the Columbia Coffee Connection from every other coffee company, what would that be? I'll tell you a little story about when we received our first shipment of coffee down in Columbia. Irvin's father is our quality control down there. Mm -hmm. And we, we had 225 pounds of coffee delivered. And that's very small batch. We were a very micro batch company. And we rejected 50 pounds of that 225 pounds. So not only are people getting the freshest coffee possible from Colombian Coffee Connection, they're getting the cleanest, the most ripe and healthy beans. And that translates to what you're putting in your body for nutrition and for quality. Mm -hmm. And everybody knows you are what you eat and you get out what you put in. And so we're committed to that level in the business too. We're, we're not going to cut any corners ever to just to make a sale. And sure. part of that was also teaching our farmers what they need to bring in and what we're willing to pay for, which is like you found out more than what other companies are willing to pay for because we're not going to sacrifice on quality. And yeah. so our farmers can actually control that because they can choose you know, how ripe the, the fruit is when they pick it, how ripe the beans are. And yeah. or they can just pick beans for weight and we won't accept that. Right. So we're trying to create a full, 
different standard in how coffee is is produced and processed and delivered to the people that drink it. Yeah, yeah, you know, and that's really really important. So you you mentioned two things that I personally am a firm believer in, and I think that any business really should be, um, since we live in this experience day and age and that's quality and experience and what you guys are doing and some of the things that you just mentioned john is um you're really focusing on the quality and you're also focusing on the on the experience aspect because i think those are two key uh, differentiating factors that are absolutely intricate in, in business and the way that you build an audience the way you build a community around a brand so i'm very excited uh to hear that you guys are doing that and Irvin, to your point earlier you mentioned that <clears throat> some of the things that you guys are doing is obviously utilizing social media to uh, forge and cultivate uh, communities and ultimately um, show people, you know, that this is a different type of coffee company, right? Um, and how you differentiate yourself from everyone else. Let me ask you another question. What are some of the challenges that you have encountered in, in building this, this coffee brand thus far? Uh well, I, I, I think I, we can speak, uh, uh, you know, from different perspectives, John and I, but at least on my, uh, on my end, uh, probably one of the most challenging things as of now uh, will be finding new customers because the people who truly care about, you know, specialty coffee and that are going to see the difference between a regular cup of coffee and a high-end coffee, you know, those are usually not very uh, present on, on, on either social media or they are just not out there in the community. You can just find them, you know, in, in a tight group where you can enter and say, here, this is the coffee, right? So that's kind of like the, you know, the difficult part, I will say. And also because, uh, like I was saying a moment, our coffee is, is premium quality. So... Mm -hmm the price is uh, you know slightly higher than every other company it's actually cheaper uh, on the long run because if you go to starbucks every day you are paying about 150 dollars per pound if you if you if you do the math that's how much people are paying mm -hmm. uh, it was for 57.95 uh, but uh, like i was saying just a moment ago not everybody uh is is not everybody who will be able to see the difference between one quality and the other uh you know are easy are easier to find so as of now i will say that will be the uh, the, the main challenge uh, at least for me uh i don't know john what do you think uh on your end well you know <clears throat> i've built several businesses over the years and and Irvin will say probably that i'm really patient and i'm really casual about things and i I don't see a lot of difficulties yet. Mm -hmm. um, customer acquisition is always everybody's main issue, right? And and then your conversion rate to, you know, so you can get paid, you know, converting cust you know, your viewers into customers. But um, we've had great results with the people that we've spoken to. We have a couple of small commercial accounts and, um, you know, they're very exclusive types of shops and one is a resort. And, um, you know, that's the type of customer we're actually looking for. So Irvin's mm -hmm. correct. General population, you know, they're drinking Starbucks. They're not drinking specialty coffee. They're drinking coffee that is, you know, burnt. And I'm not getting down on Starbucks. All the major brands sure. do it. You know, it's burnt coffee that is, comes in containers and you don't know what's on it or what's in it. 
Mm-hmm. And our, our coffee is extremely controlled and, and the type of people that want more quality, like we talked about earlier, you know, they find you, they come out of the woodwork and, and once you have a customer, you have a customer for life mm-hmm. because they understand what they're doing and, and they understand what they're drinking. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I, I, don't, I haven't seen much, you know, we've, we've put about, I'd say $30,000 into our startup of the company, mm-hmm. um, you know, Seeing our roaster and our setup and, and bringing our coffee in and, and some marketing and things like that. So sure. that's not a lot of money for a startup. Um, so yeah, not, not too much difficulty yet, but um, you know, everybody, it's all relative, you know, this is Urban's right. first company. So right, right. <laughs> yeah, everything's new. Everything is a small challenge, you know, and that's, that's cool. That's how you grow. That's why Urban teamed up with me. That's right. Absolutely. So that you have that experience in, the, in my background. So. Well, and you guys are, you know, the Colombian Coffee Connection is a very young company. I mean, uh, just looking by, just looking at the story and, and your background is, you know, you started out April 2017, right? It's really technically when things really kind of formalized yep. into a company. So you're not even into uh, even one year of operations. And, you know, some of the things that, that you mentioned, the, the reason I asked the question about challenges is because typically within the first four years, you know, being a fellow entrepreneur too is when most companies face their biggest repercussions, right? And the fact that, you know, you guys have invested into your operations and um, invested into the product, also invested into marketing, you know, it sounds like you've gone through the right channels. And because you've paid your due diligence, you're not necessarily seeing um, any ramifications uh, currently or, or none that are of significant magnitude. The one thing that you mentioned, John, that I think is extremely important to uh, outline on the podcast here is, um, <clears throat> excuse me, so with all the coffee companies that are out, you mentioned Starbucks and, uh, you know, some of the other ones uh, as well. I think there's Seattle's Best and, you know, just a, a whole bunch of that have, I guess you could probably say brand equity at this point, you know, they have market recognition. Uh, but I think that the consumer, at least the U.S. consumer specifically, specifically the coffee drinker, is continuously interested in new types of coffee, in new experiences. And I think what you guys are doing with Colombian Coffee Connection is that you're creating an experience around a quality product, which I think that companies like, you know, Starbucks, you know, when they started out, I think that was probably their focus at the time. But when they started to scale and grow, you know, they were more focused on how do we create mass appeal? So at that point, they're not necessarily really focused on the experience as much. They're still trying to retain the quality, not as much really the experience, even though, you know, people, Starbucks, you know, coffee drinkers still get an experience, get excited about the seasonal and promotional uh, items. But for the most part, I think it's become more of a norm, right? And for you guys, one of the things that you mentioned, Irvin, uh, earlier on is that you're trying to create that separation as a premium type of product, right? So it's a different type of customer that really appreciates uh, that kind of product. Is that correct? Yes, that's that's absolutely right. Um, I don't know if you know much about coffee, but uh, anyways, for the for the listeners here, uh, the coffee is measured uh, according to the Specialty Coffee Association of America on a scale of one to a hundred for quality. So coffees that are me- uh, that have a a rating above eighty points are specialty coffees, and coffees that have ratings above eighty six are superior quality coffees. So mm-hmm. the coffee that we bring here to America uh, must be rated on a minimum of 86. 
So what we're bringing is a very top quality product. Uh, but not only that, it's also the freshest. The freshest. It gets here um, three weeks after harvest. There isn't really anybody else doing that uh, just because of the sizes of shipments that everybody else is bringing. Like we were saying a moment ago, our, our batches are, are truly micro. It's just like... Mm -hmm. The last batch that we brought in is just 600 pounds, and that's that's very very little coffee compared to, you know, other importers that will be bringing four million pounds, and so on. So, uh, it's very small, and that way we can bring it extremely fresh in here. It's also a specialty, meaning meaning it's it's got a certain. Uh, degree of quality and like I was saying a moment ago it's above 86 and mm -hmm. uh, it's also roasted on a 4.4 pound roaster um, so it's it's a the roasting process is also uh, is manual and uh, I am the roaster right now so I make sure that every single batch is is even is as even as the former and so it's it's a process that is artisan uh, again, the coffee is, is a very high-end coffee and, uh, you know, everything is done in-house. So we know exactly the quality that we have. And uh, yeah, that's what I was, that's that's what I referred to when I was saying a moment ago that we are focusing on, a, it is a premium product and mm -hmm. we are focusing yeah. on everything yeah. to keep it that way. Hey, sure. Ivan, you know, we haven't yeah. heard from Tara yet and it's, uh, it, she's a unique speaker on this topic because she wasn't a coffee drinker except for maybe that original, you know, that just a small caffeine boost every now and then. So mm -hmm. why don't we bring her in to talk about sure. a little bit of her experience and going from caribou to our own brand of coffee and visiting Columbia. Yeah, absolutely. Tara, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Well, I should preface too that, um, so John and I are married. We've been married for almost 17 years now and our relationship actually began in, in business in a way. Well, not totally, but when we started mm -hmm. our relationship, we started in business together. So it's been a, a major part of our relationship. Um, but one of my great interests is also Ivan So Ivan, when you mentioned that um, the there's this interest in the coffee ar arena these days and having novelty, you know, and it it triggered in my mind that coffee in and of itself has novelty. Each season, the coffee has different flavors. Uh, each each batch is going to be different, and so it really, to me, coincides with this this um, consuming and eating local, the local boar, the the slowing, the slow food movement. Where um, actually, if you slow down and you're and you, you have this, you kind of develop kind of I've developed a reverence for coffee um, that one can have very similarly for wine and how. To get this amazing cup is actually this confluence of amazing events, depending on the weather, the location, the varietal, the farm, mm -hmm. the process that is is really absolutely amazing. And that when you take the time to slow down and and actually um, breathe in the coffee, and, yeah, and yeah, flavors that it's uh, it's quite an amazing experience. Yeah, and I'm glad that you jumped in and were able to share, um, Tara, because what well, one of the things that, um, uh, you know, uh, I'm a firm believer in is that, uh, and a lot of statistics are yielding that way, is that I think by 2020, as majority of U.S. consumers are going to be purchasing products and services based on experience. So I think what you guys are dealing with, um, Columbia, Columbian Coffee Connection, is totally 
in the right mindset, totally in the right direction. And <clears throat> I'm just looking at our time here and a couple of other questions that I wanted to, to ask you guys. Um, also, first of all, it's been a, a great conversation um, talking, talking about the brand and talking about the company. I want to make sure that the listeners also uh, are able to um, uh, interact with some of the information, which will be included in the description of the podcast, uh, linkage also to uh, your website um, as well. John and Terry, if you guys have any additional links that you want to put out as well. And one of the last questions, you know, that, that I want to ask is, um, if people want to connect with you guys, what, what's the best way to, to connect out there in the stratosphere? Right. So you can uh, go to our website, uh, colombiancoffeeconnection.com. In there, you will find uh, all, of our, all of our social media uh, profiles. Uh, but if you want to go directly to Facebook, you can simply search as Colombian Coffee Connection. On Instagram, we are as Colombian CC. Uh, and also on on Twitter, um, on Twitter we are not Colombian CC. We are Colombian uh, underscore CC. Mm -hmm. So yeah, those are those are our social media profiles. As for me, Ervin, you can just uh, look me out uh, everywhere <laughs> as Ervin Liz One. It's it's uh, it's the same username for all of the social media profiles. Sure, sure. Uh, Arvind, thank you so much. John and Tara, thank you guys for joining me on the podcast. Uh, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much for contributing. So there you have it, guys. That was the uh, guest interview with uh, Irvin, John, Tara from Colombian Coffee Connection. And uh, a few things that actually I forgot to mention before the guest interview, uh, it, it, it came to me after the fact, I realized that there were so many disruptions actually that happened throughout the guest interview. And um, those were things that I think were unforeseen. So I want to apologize for those phones ringing, some rustling here and there. So that was completely, completely unintentional. I, I want to send a special thank you to Irvin for sending me that bag of coffee, which by the way, I'm yet to try. And I promise to report on my experience because one of the things that Evan was talking about, and I think John actually uh, spoke to this as well, is the quality of the product and the fact that you're receiving coffee three weeks after it has been harvested. So that speaks a lot to the quality of the product, the experience, and ultimately from a health standpoint, what you put in your body. So make sure you check them out on social media. Make sure you follow Colombian Coffee Connection. I encourage you to go out and get your sample from their website. There is that option to get a sample of the coffee. And if you're a coffee drinker, then I am almost certain that this is absolutely right up your alley. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 16 of the Human Business Narrative Podcast with yours truly, Ivan Temelkov. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode with Colombian Coffee Connection. Make sure you follow them on social media. And as always, keep it human. Take care. Bye-bye.